Welcome to the Beauty Hustle Podcast, a show dedicated to exploring the entrepreneurial side of the beauty industry and giving inspiration to you all. Now, here's your host, Robin Johnston. Hi everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. Today I speak to Dion of Love and Lash Lash Bar. We speak about how she got into the industry and where she sees herself heading, including how she's expanding into her own training academy. We also talk about this week she brought the lash industry together for the Black Lives Matter movement and we've done a collage. We talk a little bit about more deeply about how this is affecting the industry and where we see the industry going. Hope you enjoy. Thanks so much for coming on the show today then, Dion. Um, Can you just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Okay, thank you for having me, Robin. Um, Okay, so I'm Dion Thomas. I am 36 years old. Um, I'm a wife and a mum. Um, I've got two little boys, five and seven they are. And um, my business is Love and Lashes. So I have a salon um, in Croydon in South London with a, uh, with a team of girls that work with me here. Um, I'm also a lash educator, so I run training courses. Um, I'm actually just in the process of kind of taking that to the next step. So, so far it's been just me sort of, you know, doing the training, but I'm, um, I'm just about to launch my academy. So I'm going to have a team of trainers that are going to work with me um, to kind of deliver the Love and Lashes training a little bit more further afield. Um, and I've also got a product line. So uh, I've got my own small lash line. And what else about me? Okay, so I also run an events business with my friend who's in the lash industry as well, Joanna Lee, um, called The Lash Angels. So we run events and competitions and that, um, that sort of venture is, uh, is not exclusive to, but we do try to sort of focus on supporting newer girls to the industry and perhaps sort of like giving them the support and you know the encouragement because I think a lot of them find it a little bit overwhelming going to events and things like that so we sort of try to sort of like introduce them into you know all of the good aspects of the lash industry that you perhaps only get to know about or only feel comfortable attending once you once you've done a little bit more networking and you know if you know you know you know a few more people in the industry so yeah, that's a little bit about me. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds busy. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. Very. <laughs> um, so when did you start out in beauty then? Okay, so I am coming up to my ninth year. Um, yeah, I'm literally... I've been, I've been in the beauty industry nine years. I did all of my training about this time nine years ago. So um, I hadn't yet done my lash course this time nine years ago, but I did all my other beauty courses. And um, yeah, I just, I had a job. And then one day I just decided I wanted to work for myself and I wanted to do something for myself. So I trained in beauty while I was still at my full-time job. And then I literally left and have just been working by you know for myself ever since um so that was all I used to rent a room in a salon in a gym at first and I made that into my little salon um then when I had my children I took my business to you know 
home and I was just running um you know my business around you know around the kids and stuff like that and I've had the salon for about two years now so um yeah we've been here and that's obviously when I started my training and stuff like that so yeah I've been in the industry for a long time but my business has really kind of taken a turn in a different direction I'd say the last two and a half years with the you know with the salon and the training academy and obviously having a team of staff and you know all of those things that uh, that come along with it. Yeah well that sounds good and um, so was the beauty industry where you always seen yourself and what did you do before then what was your full-time job before? <laughs> yeah, so so no I think every girl at some point kind of considers it don't they especially if you're kind of quite girly and you know quite into stuff like that um no i was an executive assistant um so a, a pa basically and i i loved my job i kind of thought that that was my my career um and then something happened and i just my boss kind of was was a it, a bit of an asshole, to be honest, in a um, in a sort of a situation, and that just made me realise that I never wanted to like I, I was just like I can't have a boss. I need to do something for myself. Um, and my husband sat me down. He wasn't my husband at the time. He was my boyfriend. He sat me down with this little tiny thin book, and it was seventy five businesses you can start on a shoestring, and. Um, you know bless him he sat me down he said look just find something you can do for yourself I will help you I will support you and he did I'm, I've got no sort of shame in saying that he, he was a massive support in helping me with my training and stuff like that um so I went through the book and I was just flipping through and I saw beauty therapist as one of the options and I thought yeah I could do that I could do that I'd worked on a cruise ship before in a spa um and I'd always loved beauty and you know treatments and stuff like that so I kind of felt like that's something that I that I could do and and that was it I got trained up um, with a with a private company and like I say I started off doing all treatments I just had a real love for lashes and massage like they're so different but um yeah they were my they were always my two favorites so they were the sort of things I've sort of focused on the most and then obviously when I sort of took the business to my house and I had was doing it around my children it just became easier to sort of drop off quite a lot of the other treatments and just sort of focus uh you know on lashes and obviously that's where my client base was kind of growing so um yeah that's kind of how it all sort of happened good <laughs> um so you do as you were saying earlier you have your product line and your training now and obviously you're going to you're saying that you're going to go into your academy but was that always what you wanted like did you always think branching out from being like you know the technician to then being that or is that just came <laughs> no I did not I did not it's, it's really weird because now I'm so so ambitious but when I look back I didn't really I was definitely a floater and I think that the ambition and the drive has simply come from just finding something that I just absolutely love because I can't lie like when I I, I never Thought that I'd have my own business you know you think about it in your head but I never thought every like everyone does yeah. um, I never thought it would be a reality and no I had no kind of um, plans or intentions of going into teaching I had no plans or intentions of opening up a salon it, it was all really organic so I was doing lashes from home I was always always fully booked I was I was busy I was popular um, and my clients kept on saying to me, you know, you really need to get like, you know, some apprentices and train them up. And I'm like, 
where would we all fit in in this house you know that's also got a family um and we run a we at the time we ran another business from our house as well so um i was like there's no way that you know that could be an option and then also i kept on i had quite a lot of lash artists who were clients and they kept on saying to me oh you know i really you know can you train me can you help me can you like mentor me and then i had clients who had no experience who wanted to get into it and they were like can you train me and i always used to refer them to the lady who trained me in volume um vicky rock i don't know if you've heard of her she's, she's amazing uh -huh. um so yeah, I probably sent about six to eight students Vicky's, in Vicky's direction. <laughs> and um, of course I like, would only send them to the best. And then, um, and then, yeah, it just kind of started to sort of feel like that is something, it just felt right. Do you know what I mean? Like that did feel like the next right natural step. And um, it, the, the way it kind of worked out was kind of perfect because I've been sort of saving a, you know, a bit of money from you know, my profits and stuff like that. And then, um, when I decided to start looking for a space, I initially was looking for a, a room. Um, and this salon that I'm in now, it used to be, it used to be a nail shop. Oh. And I, had, I was talking to the lady about seeing if I could rent this room that I'm in now, which is the beauty room, um, if I could rent this room from her. And we had a lot of back and forth. And basically, she ended up kind of stabbing me in the back. She kind of took she was really useless with social media, bless her. And, um, and so I was giving her lots of advice about social media and things that she can do to grow her business. And she, um, instead of having me come in and rent the room, she ended up through kind of talking to me and kind of understanding how successful my little lash business was at home. She ended up um, employing a lash artist to work here and do lashes for her instead, because obviously she thought that, you know, would be a better way to make money. It didn't work out. She ended up employing someone that was only trained to do clusters <laughs> and not, not proper lashes. And, um, and then within a couple of months, they, they closed down. I, I had been actively looking for other premises by that point. And by that point, I kind of was like, do you know what? I don't want a room. I want a whole, sh I want a whole shop, I'm ready. And then it just so happened that obviously they were giving this place up. And so I, I kind of just swooped in um, <laughs> and took the place off with them. And it was the, what they wanted for the lease was literally the exact amount of money that I had, I had saved. So um, yeah, I kind of feel like everything happens for a reason and everything falls into place when you kind of are, you know, at the right place to accept it. And yeah, 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 I feel very blessed really when I think about how it's all kind of, you know, fallen into, into, into place. So, yeah. Oh, that's so good. I love that. Um, so for anybody then that's maybe working themselves at the moment, what would your best advice be if they want to branch out? Okay, so I would say one of the biggest things that I have struggled with, and I'm going to be honest and say that I still struggle with to this day with my business, is how much stuff there is to do all of the time. And I am not the best. I'm definitely getting better. I'm moving in the right direction, but I've never been the best at finishing things before I move on to something else. And so I'm always behind on things. <laughs> I always have a thousand and one things that I need to do and I'm so busy doing the next thing. I'm definitely a creative person and I've got a lot of ideas. So 
I'm always thinking about the next thing. But I think if you, before you're ready to branch out, if you can just take a moment to put systems in place and really, really plan your business out, it's just really going to help you. Like you're definitely going to feel like you've immediately, um, kind of entered onto like I kind of felt like I'd gone from just working at home it was all really casual I had my clients I only had me to think about it was all very relaxed at my own leisure and then I felt like I was on the hamster wheel and I was just constantly going and going and going and there were just so many things to deal with and do all of the time and so yeah if I had spent a little bit more time at the beginning planning out what I wanted my business to look like putting policies in place that definitely would have helped with that being said you are you're never going to know what it's like until you're in it and there is only so much planning you can do and I do think the fact that I am just a spontaneous person where when I I say I'm going to do something and I just do it I do think that does help but a little bit of a a little bit of like planning and foresight goes goes a long way (laughs) yeah um so you maybe kind of touched on that there but the next question was when so younger Dion when you were growing up were you kind of business minded did you see that growing up like mum or dad's like were you kind of around that um no No, no, no. Bless my family. I love them, but no. Um, no. <laughs> no, my mum is just the most amazing woman ever. Um, she She's always worked in the civil service, so she's worked in the civil service ever since. So my, I've got a sister who's a lot younger than me. She's 12 years younger than me. So if I'm 36, she's 24. So my mum's worked in the civil service ever since after she had my sister. Um so she's very much like stable, you know, mm-hmm. go to work kind of. Um, that's always been, um, you know, what she's been around. Um, my stepdad as well has always been a, always, you know, definitely hardworking. Yeah. Um, he's a musician and he's also um, just kind of retired from, um, like he, he was like in the care industry uh, as a carer. So um, yeah, definitely been around, you know, hardworking people, but never really been around people that have like, had their own businesses and, and kind of had that that sort of drive and ambition and, and like I say I didn't have it either I wish 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 I, I had all of this earlier um but yeah like I say I think it literally was just born out of finding something that I loved and then that's it like I I want it all now because yeah. I love it and I can see you know the direction that this this is and can take me Mm-hmm. that's good that's good um so again over the last week you brought the lash world slash industry together for the black lives matter movement the collage um, yeah. so i just wanted to touch on like and talk about how you feel about the industry and like the lack of diversity okay so where do i start uh, obviously i'm a i'm a black girl i'm a mixed race girl um my mum's black my my dad isn't here anymore but he was white so I'm definitely very very you know mixed and I can see things from both you know from both perspectives um I've always been somebody who has been aware of racism and the fact that you know um it's just it just is a a fact that it's not as easy to get opportunities if you know you are 
you know, black or mixed race or even, you know, from other, you know, sort of cultures that aren't perhaps accepted as much in the same, you know, in the same way as others. Um, but then I'm, I'm very much aware that being mixed race, yes, I've experienced racism. I've experienced, I've definitely experienced, um, you know, opportunities being, being closed, you know, you know, people sort of saying no to things because of, and I can tell, you know, that that's why, but also being mixed race, I definitely have it better than black people. That's, that's just, that is, that is how it is. Do you know, do you know what I mean? So I've always been aware of it. Um, I've always been really, really good at kind of making sure that I create opportunities for myself. That's one thing that I've always kind of stood by. But yeah, I've always kind of been aware of the fact that, that we're not represented enough in the industry. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why I try to sort of, um, you know, create opportunities for, for myself. Um, but not everyone's as privileged or kind of gets the same doors opened for them because of, you know, their, you know, their skin colour, let's be real. So, um, yeah, it's definitely something that I've talked about amongst um, my lash friends who are, um, you know, black and mixed race as well. And obviously we had even had talks about, you know, should we perhaps be doing something? What can we do about this? Um, these were the sort of talks we were having from way before um, all of this kind of happened. Um, I'm really good friends with a girl called Demi, DW Lashed. And these are the things we, you know, we talk about quite often. And then when all of this Black Lives Matter thing kind of happened, um, again, when, uh, you know, obviously um, it's, it's all sort of um, kicked off and it's all definitely, you know, it's, it's, it's everywhere. No one even remembers it's coronavirus anymore because, um, because of, you know, what happened to George Floyd. So yeah, I think we just we just felt like we wanted to do something. We were seeing a lot of people kind of getting involved and supporting the movement. And as a as a as a black girl, that definitely made me feel good. It made me feel supported. It made me feel like, oh wow, this is amazing. Like people are people are sharing this important message. Like we are being heard. People are saying that, you know, people are recognizing that there there isn't as much equality as there should be in the industry. And so with that being said, while we were noticing so many of our Lash friends and our Lash sisters, as I like to call them, kind of getting involved in spreading this message, we also felt like it would be a good time to kind of, I don't know, just see what we could do to bring people together. And I suggested it to her because obviously, you know, a couple of weeks ago, everybody in the lash industry was doing those collages where they were holding up a piece of paper saying, we can't wait to lash you, stay home, stay safe. Mm -hmm. and I, thought, I just thought I really want to do something like that for the lash industry. Um, and so, yeah, I just, and then I thought, no, don't do it. I don't want to come across as, you know, aggressive and forceful. I don't want to be come across as, as if I'm trying to force people to support this message. But then I thought, well, if you don't, you know, I'm not, not going to force anyone, that's it. But anyone who wants to be involved can be involved. And then I just decided to just quickly put it out there. I actually really um, messed up. I was just starting to get my Instagram feed looking really organised and neat. <laughs> and I had something else I was supposed to post, but I was just on a little, a little hype. And, um, 
and I thought no I need to do this now and I need to get it out there so I, I messed up my grid I should have just waited a minute but <laughs> at the moment black lives mattered so much that 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 had to be done and so I put it out there and the response was just absolutely amazing um I kind of felt a bit worried like I said that people might have felt like I was trying to be a bit forceful but people were thanking me people from all you know black white everyone was thanking me and saying do you know what I've been thinking about I know I need to do something. I know I need to be playing my part. I don't know how, I don't know what to do. And so everybody, you know, that, that was involved obviously was happy to be involved. And it was just a really nice thing to just see all of these um, pictures coming into my inbox of people kind of, you know, wanting to support this message. Um, the amount of things I've seen about, you know, people saying, I'm taking the time to, educate myself on this you know um, I'm taking the time to understand that this is a real thing and these are real experiences discrimination is is real and um, you know I don't I, I feel like I don't want to say that I did force anybody to look at their actions but I feel like there's a, there's I do feel like there are some people who kind of having this message forced upon them of course if you're if you're not part of it if you don't understand it if you're not willing to accept it that's you probably you know no one can force you to but if i feel like by asking people to kind of by being a part of asking people to consider this message it's it's encouraged people to do their own research it's encouraged people to kind of just open their eyes a little bit more to the fact that you know white privilege is a situation it is a thing um there is discrimination that happens and you know if you look at the lash industry there is no way that you can deny that um you know black people um and other cultures are really seriously underrepresented and yeah. I think that's crazy because there's so many of us. There are so many, um, you know, um, people. It's, it's not just white English people that do lashes. We, you know, we've got the industry is so diverse, and that's not represented in um, with, with the big brands in their with their ambassadors and their trainers. Um, it's not represented at events. I love an event. I go to lots of events. Obviously, I have my own events um, company. Um, it's not represented in the speakers, it's not represented in judges of lash competitions. Mm -hmm. um, these are all the things that we are now thinking about. And like I say, yeah. as black girls, we've been talking about these things and we've been saying, um, you know, what can we do? But obviously it's difficult because you don't then want to be kind of create. <laughs> You don't want to try so much to include people that you then end up excluding people. So it's yeah. definitely been a difficult conversation, but one that I definitely have been having with my, you know, with my lash um, friends. And so, yeah, it's all, it's all coming to light now. And I really feel like not just me at all, but lots of people are kind of really trying to share this message. And I, you know, and I do feel hopeful that this is going to change a lot in the industry in terms yeah. of, um, yeah, just making sure that, like, you know, it's, it's represented fairly. Yeah, definitely. And I think to touch on, um, because I think there's a lot of people out there maybe think it's an American issue as well, not UK. And I think there's a lot of people that maybe deny privileges for white people. But I resonated so much with a quote, and it was, 
it's a privilege to learn about racism rather than to receive racism. And I was like, yeah, like how can anybody deny that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And I think How we're all learning now. Like, I think it's good. I feel like there is, it is getting brought to attention about the industry. Like, even down to, like, you're saying, like, competition judges, you don't, you don't see a representation evenly at all, I don't feel. No, 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 you don't. You don't. And like I say, I don't think anybody has been intentionally mm -hmm. excluding people. Um, I will say this, um, I said it to someone else yesterday that I was talking to, and I don't think that this is a racist comment at all, but I do think that you are naturally attracted to people that look like you. You are naturally attracted to people that come from where you are from. And so um, that's probably got a lot to do with why things have ended up the, the way that they are, but... I mean, it's definitely time that people start thinking about, um, you know, including, you know, people from, you know, from, from all races and, you know, from, from all cultures in, in their events. Because, I mean, the thing is, you're missing out by not doing that. Because I know for a fact there are a lot of black girls that don't attend you know these events um and don't you know think about entering these competitions because there's there's nothing in them that resonates with that that's just something that that you know they do um you know not saying that they don't go to the you know events and stuff like that but i guarantee you if there were more black speakers at events more black girls would show up because that's someone they they want to hear what that person has to say yeah. bet they can relate to that person do you know what i mean i think uh, there's been a lot of talk about um I'm going to try and word this carefully. There's going to be, been a lot of talk in the industry. It's a lot of talk from a lot of people about, I don't see colour. I don't see colour. And even though people are saying that to try, try and show that they support and they're not racist, I feel like that's almost just as ignorant as being racist because I'm black. I, 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 my culture is different. Yeah. Do, do you see what I mean? It's not a case of, uh -huh. not, a case of not seeing that. Like we, we want to be seen. Uh -huh. We need. We want to we wanna be recognised for who we are. We're not trying to be like you. Mm -hmm. We're trying to. We're trying to mix with you. But we are who we are. We come from different places. We have different things to offer. How about? get to know what we have to offer do you see do you see what i mean and so yeah i think when things start to really sort of move in that direction um we'll really really start to see uh, you know a big a big change in, in the industry really yeah definitely um another thing that I, I have noticed this week is i've listened to a few girls who's like expressed that they don't feel like they can show their face on the profiles as in like from a customer point of view and I just felt that that's just so sad like to to be in that situation you know like being someone of colour they feel that they can't show themselves like in their profile and stuff you know on their lash pages. Yeah that is actually really heartbreaking that actually <laughs> I again I recognise my privilege as a as a mixed race girl and um 
that's something that I've never even considered but that actually makes me feel really 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 sad that but that's like they have to hide the fact that they're black to 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 ensure you know to be careful about who they're attracting client wise and, and stuff like that that's really deep actually I know I know that's why I was like it needs to be talked about though I love the conversations that's been happening now like 100 percent 100% even down to I'll tell you how I can relate to that a little bit so you can see behind me my logo she's um I love my logo she's <laughs> she's called Lashiqua um because she's got the biggest best lashes ever and obviously she's a lash logo and um yeah so she's called Lashiqua and when I was having her designed um I kind of had a bit of a struggle I I wanted to give her brown skin. Well, when it came to the skin, I didn't really think about it at first, but then when it was getting designed, I was like, oh my God, what color skin should she have? And I would say my client base was pretty much 50-50, you know, 50% um, white, 50% other, other cultures. But looking back, I actually really struggled with, oh my God, if I make my logo brown, will white people think that I'm excluding them do you know what I mean like is yeah. it is it is it okay for me to have so I changed my logo when I went from being at home I was lashes by Dion then and then when mm -hmm. I got the salon it became love and lashes so I was like will you know will people think that you know this is a place that only brown girls can come and get their lashes done and you know I looking back I laugh and I actually can't believe that that was a real struggle for me but mm -hmm. it's like I'm a brown girl. Why would I ever consider uh -huh. putting, you know, a, 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 she's she's one girl. It's not it's not a logo of you know four or five different. I'm not trying. I can't represent everybody through one person. But why wouldn't I represent myself? Yeah. Why did I even feel uncomfortable having to think about the fact that will that upset white people? Yeah. If I have a brown girl as my logo, I bet you. Or any other girl who is uh, so I you're, you're Scottish. I'm assuming you're. Would you would you identify yourself as a white girl? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So if you were having a logo that was kind of like a cartoony character like mine, you probably wouldn't even think about it. Uh -huh. it would just be a white girl. Do you know what I mean? You'd probably consider what colour hair she's going to have and all of those sorts of things, but skin colour wouldn't be something that you would have to consider. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that was a real thing for me because I felt like, you know, is it okay to, you know, actually be black? <laughs> is it okay to represent myself, um, you know, through, through the logo? Um, looking back, I actually can't believe that that was an issue because she's, fantastic I love her yeah, she, she's, she's, just she's so cute and I, I had no intentions of her being me but when I did the logo everyone was like it's you and I was like oh thank you she's so pretty I'll take that <laughs> but yeah like it's, uh, it is crazy how you do kind of have to think about these things as a person of color whereas yeah someone else might not necessarily have to even think about things like that Mm -hmm. yeah definitely um so positive mindset do you believe in a positive mindset and do you think that helps with your success in these situations oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely definitely so this morning 
Um, I'm listening to a really, really good audiobook at the moment. I love an audiobook. I love a, I love a positivity book. I'm all about that. I'm listening to one a little bit different at the moment. It's, it's Kevin Hart's audiobook. Um, I think it's called The Decision. He's a comedian. He's a comedian. Yeah. And it is literally the best book I've ever listen to I never read because I just like to listen while I'm doing you know getting on with life and stuff and yeah he was talking this morning again about being positive and I wrote my little to-do list this morning um and it was just like I'm going to do this I'm going to do that I'm going to do this and then as, as I was listening to his book he got to a point in the book where he was just talking about you know visualizing the type of day you want to have visualizing the successes that you want to get out of the day and I'd already written my to-do list but I hadn't visualized it and then I took a minute while I, I, I was braiding my hair this, this morning um I took a minute to while I was braiding my hair and I just literally planned out what my day was going to look like and as you can see I'm smiling like I'm talking and I'm smiling because I've set myself up today to have a fantastic day I've got a lot to achieve today and you best believe I've, I've seen that happening I've visualized it I've planned that out and yeah I can't wait till the end of the day because I, I know that I'm gonna it's gonna be a long day I've got a lot to do but I can see what is going to happen today and I feel so good about that and um, yeah I think I'm quite known for my positivity I'm known for my realness as well yeah. but I think I am quite known for my positivity like I believe that you have to fight for your happiness um, it doesn't mean that life just gives you you know life isn't a bed of roses but uh, you know one of my mottos is yeah you can cry I cry a lot I'm very emotional but wipe your tears while you are getting on with your shit. <laughs> that is one of the things that I live by. Like, yeah, I'm not going to deny that at the moment, in this moment, what is happening isn't fantastic. Sometimes life happens. You can't be that positive person that denies that real life is happening all around you. But don't let that beat you down. Like, mm -hmm. pick yourself up and go again and, you know, keep keep on fighting for your happiness. Keep on fighting for your success. Like, don't be... What's that saying? Don't allow the bad days to make you think oh, you have a bad yeah. life. Yeah. 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 I love I love a bit of positivity. Love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, so where do you see yourself and the industry in 10 years? What do you think's happening right now? <laughs> okay, so I I see I see a lot more. Um see how weird is this? Even me as a black girl. I still don't know if it's okay to say woman of colour. It's a, it's a thing. There's a lot. I don't know if that's the thing that... <laughs> I know I don't like it when people say coloured. Is it yeah. okay to say women of colour? I think it is. I'm going to say women of colour. I see a lot more women of colour rising up within the industry. Mm -hmm. um, I know myself, I have consciously always employed girls of colour. Not exclusively. Um, I've had quite a, you know, when your business is new, you do have a turnover of staff. It takes a while to figure out, you know, who's good for your business. Um, I've had, you know, quite a turnover of staff over the last two and a bit years. And I've definitely had white girls and, you know, Spanish girls and all sorts. But I have consciously made an effort to employ girls of colour because I feel like sometimes people don't give them the opportunities um, because they don't understand them and they don't relate to them. So I've always been that person that has been willing to, you know, take you in and, and show you the way and, and stuff like that. And so I'll continue that within my salon. As I'm now kind of 
branching out and taking my business to the next steps. I've got, you know, uh, trainers that I'm recruiting and I've, I've got a team of brand ambassadors. Um, I'm definitely going to also be playing my part in making sure that I'm a part of bringing up, like I want to be that person that helps create opportunities for all. So firstly, for women, that's my thing. Like I'm a big believer in, in supporting women, but definitely in supporting black women to rise within this within this industry so i see that happening i think a lot of the big brands will be getting involved and doing their part in that as well and i definitely want to be doing my part in um in making sure that that's that's what happens in terms of the industry in some other kind of directions i think that the industry is um is definitely changing i think there was a time when you would be frowned upon if you used you know pre-made fans mm -hmm. and if you used you know quick fanning lashes easy fanning lashes things like that um it's really it's it's definitely changing with the industry kind of becoming younger and younger um you know younger girls are starting um with the way you know media is everybody wants big lashes everybody wants quick lashes and so i think these things that were once frowned upon are now becoming really definitely so much more accepted and you know welcomed in um to the industry so that's definitely a way that i kind of see the industry changing mm -hmm. and as for me well <laughs> dude i just want to get to the stage where like i'm a far i'm a long way away but you've got to have a plan right mm -hmm. um i want to get to the stage where i basically run my business from somewhere hot and sunny <laughs> That's what I'm working towards. I want to get, get out. I want to get out of here. I want to go and move to somewhere hot and sunny with my family. I want to focus on... It's really weird because I'm very much like a career, career person. I'm very driven. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think that's a good way to be. And I definitely don't want to enforce that onto my children. I want my children to live a life that is, you know, free. I want my children to live a life where... They have options where they have choices. I don't think that your goals in life should be, you know, get a good job, get married, get a mortgage, have a baby. Like to me, that's ridiculous that that's what we all are out here striving for. Like, where's the living life in all of that? Do you know what I mean? I feel like we live, we work so much to have our, you know, one or two week holidays in the sun. I'm trying to, I'm trying to live in the sun. <laughs> I'm trying to create that for myself and for my family so that my children can, you know, play on the beach and, you know, have space to run around and, you know, also set myself up so I can be in a position to support them with whatever they want. If they want to start a business, they can come to us and they can say, mummy, you know, mum, they won't be calling me mummy by then, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that they can say, mum, dad, this is what I want to do. And we can say, okay, show us a business plan. We'll support you. We'll fund you with that. Or equally, if they want to, um, you know, if my child wants to, you know, work in an elephant sanctuary and, you know, spend all of that, spend their days, you know, helping animals and being surrounded by nature or, you know, going on a, you know, go traveling and just work on discovering themselves. Like that's, they're the important things in life, if you ask me. And so while I'm trying to work on that for myself, I'm definitely trying to work on being in a position to support my children with, with more life living than, than I've 
so far experienced. Do, do, yeah. do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. that's that's the goal. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so two last questions, um, last questions, sorry, to end on. Um, what's your best or most worthwhile investment you've made? Ooh. Oh, well, I would say this, this, this salon. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would say salon. I don't, I don't own the building, but I bought, I, I own the lease. I bought the lease. Yes. Um, but yeah, this this for me was when it all changed, and you know, really, really blessed. Uh, like I said earlier, the way it all fell into place, and the way I had that exact amount of money, and um, yeah, like it it feels like I've gone right back to square one. Um, I feel like I've only just started in business because yeah. the level of business is very different. But I see so much potential here. Um, I absolutely love this space. This space has given me the opportunity to be creative and express myself and you know grow my business and so yeah this this little love and lashes salon yeah uh, yeah, it's, uh, it. yeah um and in the last five years then what's a new habit or belief that you think's improved your life okay so i would probably say learning to be kinder to myself um i've I've uh, I've had a lot of self-hate in the past and um, I mean why would you do that to yourself you're stuck with yourself forever eh like why not just love yourself like I, I, think, I'm, I think I'm so cool now my kids you just don't even know how lucky you are to have such a cool mum and they're like <laughs> but yeah you, like I've had to work on loving myself that hasn't been a thing like I didn't just I wasn't just born with that I, I, I really not liked myself in the past and so learning to love myself and accept myself um has definitely been the best thing that I could have done for myself because now I, I'm just giving myself the, you know, I'm giving myself the permission to live my life the way I want. I'm giving myself the permission to do whatever I want. I'm giving myself the permission to not care about what other people think of me and just do what I think is the right thing for me. I, you know, I, I've definitely internalized. Uh, I think I've done a lot of soul work. My husband's amazing. He's definitely really, really helped me with a lot of that. And, so yeah, learning to learning to love myself. It sounds cheesy, but oh, you have I love that. to love yourself. You're with yourself all the time. <laughs> totally, totally. Oh, that's so good. Um, so for anyone listening, where can they find you on social media then if they want to get in touch for training or anything? Okay, so um, my main page at the moment is uh, so I've got a few, but my main page is Love and Lashes underscore training and biz so that's b-i-z um so that's where you'll find me talking about you know my products and my training and you know obviously the academy and stuff like that i've also got at love and lashes lash bar which is the you know that's the salon um that used to be my only business page so that's my biggest page the business one is is new so i'm sort of trying to trying to grow that one and, and use that platform more um and yeah i think across both instagrams you'll definitely get a feel for me and the salon and you know what you what you're going to expect when you come in terms of training and in terms of coming for your lashes i definitely um had the intention of keeping the business page a little bit more 
kind of conservative and a little bit more reserved but uh, I mean I am who I am so my personality is definitely kind of across both both pages equally I would say um so yeah and and the same on Instagram the same on um, so the same on Instagram and Facebook um love and lashes underscore training and biz and love and lashes lash bar perfect well thanks so much for giving your time again today Dion it was so nice to speak to you Thank you for having me, Robin. I've really enjoyed this. I appreciate you um, asking me to, to come on. Thank you.